Okay, Bible and Daily Lifers, here we are. We are moving through the New Testament. We are in Mark chapter 8. And uh, there's a few things of uh, interest here, and so we'll get to them. Uh, one starts with an account that's sort of familiar throughout the Gospels, because most of the Gospel writers like to include these. And that's Jesus feeding the thousands of people with just a little bit. Well, let's just read it and see what happens. Chapter 8, verse 1, Mark. During those days, what days? The days that Jesus is healing and talking about what defiles, that it's what comes from within, uh, what comes from uh, within you, not what you put into you, not the food that you eat that makes you unclean, but the thoughts inside of you and, and talking about healing a woman and then uh, uh, healing a, a mute man. <clears throat> so here we are. During those days, another large crowd gathered. Well, the large crowds are always gathering for Jesus. And since they had nothing to eat, he called his disciples to them and said this, I have compassion on these people. That's great that Jesus has compassion on us. And he says, they have already been with me for three days and they have nothing to eat. Well, that's quite a, quite a time to go without uh, without eating at all. Uh, that's a long class, right? I mean, if you're looking at it that way. And he said, if I send them away hungry, they'll collapse on the way because some of them have come a long distance. So they've got a long way to go. They've come a long way. They've got a long way to go. They've been uh, listening to Jesus for three days. Could you imagine a three-day seminar with Jesus? I'm a pastor, and so every once in a while, I get to go to what they call pastor's conferences. And and some of them are practical. They tell you, you know, practical things on, you know, what to do with buildings and, you know, those kinds of things and how to manage your time. But sometimes what happens is they will just pick a book of the Bible or pick a topic of the Bible. And for two or three days, we just go through it. And uh, boy, it's so refreshing. Could you imagine being with Jesus for, for that much time? Well, someday we'll be with him for a lot more. <laughs> but uh, boy, what a, what a treat that was, huh? And his disciples answered him, but where in this remote place can we get enough bread to feed everybody? Where are we going to get it? There's nothing, there's nothing here. There's no shops. There's no bakeries. And Jesus said, how many loaves do you have? And they said, we have seven loaves of bread. And he told the crowd to sit down on the ground. And when they had taken the seven loaves and given thanks, the word Eucharist, the giving of thanks, he broke them and gave them to the disciples. So he takes the bread he breaks it and he gives it to the disciples. When it goes to the disciples, it begins to multiply. So Jesus takes what he has. He gives it to you. He gives it to me. And it begins to multiply. So I'm on this end of uh, the camera. You're on that end. And so he gives it to you and he gives it to me. And that was one. And now it's multiplied to two. And as it's multiplied to two, we're going to give it to somebody else. And then it's going to multiply again. And so the ministry of Jesus just continuing to multiply. He gave it to the disciples, and they did so. They had a few small fish as well, and he gave thanks with them also. And then he told the disciples, distribute it. Same thing. Multiplication. Multiplication. And the people ate, and they were satisfied. Now, when Jesus feeds us, we're satisfied. You know, you can go to... I've taken a lot of classes in my life with a lot of things, and some of them have been very, very helpful. But I tell you, it's when being around Jesus and hearing the Word of God broken open and expounded that I'm satisfied. <laughs> you know, those other things are helpful. I, certainly helpful. 
But uh, Jesus brings the satisfaction, doesn't he? Afterwards, the disciples picked up seven basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. And 4,000 people were present. Wow, with just seven loaves. And after he had sent them away, he got into the boat with his disciples and went into the region of Dalmatia. Uh, so he leaves. Um, he ministers to them and he moves on. He's uh, going from place to place. And the Pharisees came. Well, they're always sort of lying in wait. And they began to question Jesus and to test him. And they asked him for a sign. For, Give us a sign. He'd been doing lots of signs. Jesus sighed deeply. And he said, why does this generation ask for a sign? Truly, I tell you, no sign will be given it. He's not going to do any more signs. No, he's doing signs all the time. They're just not accepting what they're seeing. And then he left them, got into the boat, and crossed to the other side. You know, sometimes when, uh, you, you know, you meet your critics and, you know, meet those who are against you and those who are trying to trap you and those who are toxic in your life, you just have to walk away. Yeah, Jesus gave us that example. Now, be careful how you use that. But, uh, you know, Jesus knows when to walk away. We need a little more discernment and a little more wisdom on when to do it. So, verse 14, the disciples had forgotten to bring bread, except for one loaf with them in the boat. And Jesus said, be careful, Jesus warned them, watch out for the yeast of the Pharisees and that of Herod. Well, they discussed it with themselves, what he meant in they said, it's because we didn't bring any bread. Jesus is telling us we didn't bring any bread. Aware of their discussion, Jesus is aware of your discussion. <laughs> He's aware of what you're texting back and forth. He's aware of what you're looking at on the internet. He's aware of what you're talking about behind people's backs, all those kinds of things. So let's be careful about what we say. Aware of their discussion, Jesus asked them, why are you talking about having no bread? Don't you see or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Uh, do you have eyes but fail to see and ears but fail to hear? Don't you remember when it broke the five loaves for the 5,000? How many bread, how many basketfuls of bread did you pick up? Twelve, they said. So he's talking about a different account there. And when I broke the seven loaves, the 4,000, how many basketfuls did you have then? Seven, they said. He said, then don't you understand? What's he talking about? He's saying that sin is like yeast. Just a little bit of yeast in the, in the dough a little bit of yeast in the lump will raise the whole thing. I had a friend, uh, John Michaels, he uh, was in the military in the Las Vegas area, and he worked in the kitchen, and they used to bake the bread. And uh, one weekend, they told him that they, the, the, the heads of the department, I don't know how it all worked, but the, let's just call them the heads of the department who baked the bread. They said, you know, we're going to be gone this weekend, and so um, if you think you're able to, to do the bread, then we'll leave it with you. And he's like, oh, yeah, I can do the bread. And after they left, he had that experience that many of us have after we say, oh, yeah, I can do that. And then you're like, well, how am I going to do that? <laughs> so he laid everything out the way that they usually lay everything out. And then he put the yeast in it and he put way too much yeast in it. And he said that he still had this vision of the, this bread just rolling over the tables <laughs> in that kitchen and just wondering what in the world was he supposed to do with this bread that was just rolling off of the tables. So a little tiny bit of yeast can do an awful lot of harm. So be careful about the little things that you let in your life and be careful about the little religious things that you let happen in your life because they can be very, very dangerous and they grow silently and they grow when nobody's looking and they grow for my friend, it grew when he wasn't looking and then he didn't know what to do with it because it got out of control. So be careful about the sin in your life. Be careful about the little things. Watch out for the little things. In the Song of Solomon, it says it's 
It's the little foxes that ruin the vineyard. So um, we're going to jump up here to verse 27. And Jesus and his disciples went on to the villages around Caesarea Philippi. Now, this is about as far north as you can go in Israel. And Jesus is taking them on quite a journey here, quite a tour. It's going to take them quite a while to get up there. And on the way, he asked them, who do people say that I am? And they replied, well, some say John the Baptist. Some say Elijah still say, say some uh, one of the prophets. See, some said that he was John the Baptist risen from the dead. Well, you know, that was uh, Herod's thing. Jesus said, but what about you? Who do you say that I am? And that's a good question for us. You know, who do, who do we say that he is? And Peter said, you're the Messiah. And Jesus warned him not to tell anyone about him. So he goes all the way up there to, to Caesarea Philippi. This is up the headwaters of the Jordan River. And when you get up there today, uh, because it's been there for millennia, uh, you get up there today, there's all these little caves and uh, little places where they would go up there to worship gods. And they worshipped all of the gods. They were all up there. All of the gods that people worshipped that were all up there. And so Jesus brings them to this place among the gods, among the idols, where they, they placed all of these idols. And he himself stands among them and he asks them, who do people say that I am? So standing among the gods, standing among the philosophies, standing among all of the ideas, standing among all of the opinions on, you know, who created the world, how did they create it, who's God, what does he want, what does he expect, who are we, how do we relate to God? Standing in front of all of that, Jesus asked, who do you say that I am? Jesus stands out among all of the gods. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. And so uh, that place, uh, Philip, uh, uh, Caesarea Philippi, was a great, great place to do that. And, um, you know, C.S. Lewis brings this out where he says, you know, you need to ask that question. Uh, who do you say that I am? Because either he's a liar, he's a lord or a lunatic. Either he's a liar, he just made up all of this stuff. And a lot of people think that he has. Uh, just challenge them to read the New Testament. This little, little tiny New Testament. Here's the, here's the size of the New Testament. That's it. Change the whole world. Change my life. Change the life of many people. Change, changes the planet. So just challenge them to read the New Testament and, and find out who, in fact, Jesus is. And so C.S. Lewis said, you need to decide. He's either the Lord, he's a liar, or he's a lunatic. Because either he made this up and he's lying to you. Either he's a lunatic because he's just crazy. Because he's saying that he's God. Or he's really Lord. So uh, make the decision. Um, just a little bit more to uh, read here. We'll read one more account where... Um, Jesus predicts his death in 31, 831. He began to teach them that the Son of God, the Son of Man, must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law. He'd be rejected by his own, by his own people. And that he must be killed and rise again in three days. He spoke plainly about this, but Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him because they wanted a political kingdom. They wanted an earthly kingdom. They wanted it now. But when Jesus turned and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and he said, Get behind me, Satan, because you don't have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Well, I think that's so true about us often as well. You know, we, we have earthly concerns and momentary concerns. Uh, and uh, Jesus is trying to get our minds on eternity, keep our minds on eternity. So Bible and Daily Life, find us where you find us. Find us on YouTube. Find us on Spotify. Uh, find us all over the place. Um, find us wherever you found us. Facebook, uh, BibleAndDailyLife.com, uh, favorite podcast. Hey, love you guys. You are blessed. You are loved. You are loved. You are loved by God. Hey, peace.